Lecture topic: The contagion of evil. Yesterday we discussed the sort of the importance always taking advice that you need to have, and that this is established from Quran Sharif that this is always beneficial. So if somebody has doubts about must be had been beneficial to the delicate situation because the Quran Sharif is saying it's certainly beneficial in the Dikra Tanfa'ul Mu'mineen and this Tanfa'ah is Mubari this continuity in it the Qaeda of Balaad so it keeps benefiting and the same Nasihat which might have been heard 10 times 50 times you know when that might really strike the heart so there isn't anything more better to take the nasihat from for us than from the Malfuzat and the statements of our Agabir. Obviously the source of all the nasihat is the Quran and Sunnah. There is no other source but the Quran and Sunnah. What the Akabir have expressed is nothing but the Quran and Sunnah. But they have expressed it in the way that we can understand is correct application. Sometimes we may understand what is the mafhum of a hadith sharif, what is the meaning of a particular ayat of the Quran sharif, the hadith sharif. But many a times the application, the correct application of that is something completely away from us. And it gets many times misunderstood sometimes by people, sometimes distorted deliberately by others. So all these things unfortunately happen. So therefore the most safest thing is to always be referring to the Malfuzat of the Akavir to take their advices. And this is the badal and the substitute for their sohbat as well. That if a person is not able to be physically in the company of some pious personality, then their writings, their mafuzat, their mawais, etc., that's the badal. So it obviously cannot be fulfilling the or replacing the original in every sense of the word. But the essence of the benefit, inshallah, will still be achieved. Therefore, this is something to make part of our daily tertib actually that we have some kitab upon Uta Kabir and daily 5-10 minutes also refer to this read from the Malfuzat etc and we find tremendous benefit in this on this note one something else coming to mind now on the note of the Kabir and the Malfuzat etc Sadat Mawana Salim Dwarat Sahib Dham Barakatum most of us might be familiar with him. So, once here in the Haram Shaivan of Madinah Sharif, Makkah Sharif, some years back, uh, it was Ramadan after Taraweeh, I happened by chance to this meet uh, with him. I noticed him and then he was. So, in any case, he sat for quite some time giving some nasihat, etc. In that process, he mentioned the same thing. And one of the things he mentioned was that. Uh, giving this importance and the benefit of the Malfuzat of the Akadir. 
and their writings, their mawais, etc. Especially in the early days when he had just started his work, Odessa, etc. So he had been previously in Dalumbari and then his father passed away, so he came way home. But now he was starting off everything now just from scratch. It was a very, very difficult time. And at that time, he says he didn't yet have or find that munasabat with anybody yet. So he hadn't taken birth anywhere. So he says now he used to have a lot of issues, a lot of parishani sometimes, a lot of issues. How to handle a certain matter, how to resolve a certain issue that has cropped up. Different in the reality coming up. So he says he made it his mamul after that, that the last thing at night used to, after finishing of all his whatever work and everything, after that, <coughs> he would zoom it to Rakats, and then after that he would open the Tamil Abdullah his Mahfuzah. And the Mahfuzah he would read <coughs> sequence, wherever he stopped, he would put a marker there, the next day carry on from there. And he says that every day, the questions that he had now troubling him, looking for an answer, what to do, how to handle this, how to handle that, that night, whatever Malfuzad came, it was not that he was searching in the contents for something related to what his issue might be. Going in sequence, but every night he found his answers. And this was like a repeated thing, not like a once-off. Once-off you say, well, okay, by chance something happened. But a repeated thing that the answers that he was looking for in the day, or finding some direction, getting some, wanting now which direction to take. That direction was all just there, the same evening, the same night. So, that was his personal experience that he had mentioned. Therefore, this is something to always try and keep up with. And uh, it's not just the words. The words are there, obviously. And what message those words bring, that is obviously there. But together with the words, it's the the dard dil behind the words. It's the feeling of the heart that they have said it with. And then the ikhlas and sincerity with which they have expressed it, which we can only just dream about. So that too comes through. That too gets conveyed with the words. This is why the Tamir Hatulali himself has stated Baddeen ki tahreer se bhi zulmat nikalti hai. Agar che wo sahi ho. The person is Baddeen. He is far away from Deen. He is a deviated person in some line or whatever he might be. In something or the other he is now on off the foot of the track. And what he is writing that particular article, that particular passage is 100% correct, nothing wrong with it. Meaning the subject matter in that particular article or that writing, there is nothing wrong with it at all. <coughs> but in that too there will be zulmat. The zulmat of his heart. Though what he wrote there was fine. But the zulmat of his heart will come along. <coughs> there was one very senior alim, he passed away a couple of years back, Lama Khalid Mahmoud Sahib Pakistan, and he was based in UK for a long time, and then passed away in UK also. So he used to come to South Africa initially more than, not long before he passed away, he came. I think he 
think that one year before he passed away, he came. That time he was already 90 plus. And he came to the mother's side and he gave a throw of him. So, I heard from my brother, Hazrat Mawain, Spadisar Mahalali, Allah Mahali Sahib said to them, that give me a passage from one of the kitabs of Maududi. So, so one of the kitabs of Maududi, uh, give me a passage, but take out a passage which is 100% correct. Meaning, the subject matter in that paragraph, that passage, there's nothing wrong with it. And don't tell me where you brought it from, which kitab you took it out from. So it might be something which even maybe some some explanation of a hadith or whatever it might be, which one of our kabir might have written very, very similar. But you take it out from one of Maududi's kitabs and you give it to me, don't tell me where you brought this out from. I'll just look at it and tell you this Maududi's writing. Whereas that one paragraph, how do you make out now the one paragraph and something which is very general, nothing wrong with it in itself. You see, I see a Zumba coming out of it. Because he was so deeply into this and the rub of the Firaqe Batila and so engrossed in this, Allah Ta'ala opens that basirat then. So sometimes we cannot fathom things which they fathom. And he says, you just give me one paragraph and I will, I will tell you without any delay that this is Maududi's writing. So just as the writings of the Akabir have its more <coughs> on this side is the Zulmat as well. So the point was that one is the words, the message, but is not confined to that. Apart from that word, message and the words, there's something over and above that, which is that Ruhaniyat and that Noor that comes through with it. So therefore this should become part of the daily tertiv actually, to be reading something on this line and with the same niyat, of the niyat of Sahabatul Salihin, the Sahabat of the Akamir. Because this is actually the key to a person's progress in being. So, here is some manfuzat of our Shaykh Hazrat Shaki Mahtasar Rahmatullahi. And, uh, I don't have the hard copies now, so now this has all become the next step now, the digital copy. So, for the first time, we bring this, but in any case, out of the Zarurat, for no option right now. Ji, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. ارشاد فرمایا کہ طبقہ اہل محبت کے گروہ اور اہل وفا کے گروہ اور عاشقان خدا ان تعالیٰ کے گروہ سے الگ ایک طبقہ نافرمان ہے جس کو اہل ستم اہل جفا اور بے وفا کہا جاتا ہے The title of this ملفوظ is that نافرمانوں کو دوست بنانا اپنے دین کو تباہ کرنا ہے To befriend people who are disobedient to Allah Ta'ala to befriend them, actually to destroy one's deen. There's different levels of relationship. One is on a level of ikram, on a level of helping somebody, on a level of just being cordial to a relative or somebody. That's one thing that is required. The other is to befriend somebody, to become very close to the person, to befriend the person, to be, now if 
he's doing something, then we need to include him in whatever. He's going somewhere, he must come along. He's going somewhere, we have to go along. <coughs> or we're keeping in close contact, there's a taluk, there's a bond that is developing, there's a friendship. If that person is somebody who is far away from deen, somebody who is disobedient to Allah Ta'ala, then that is actually a means of destroying one's own deen. So there are different levels obviously this has to be understood in this correct context. It doesn't mean that a person, he severs relationship with everybody that he sees doing anything wrong. But friendship is a different matter. <coughs> so Hazrat is explaining that Tabtai Ahle Mahabbat ke giro or Ahle Wafa ke giro or Ashikane Khudawan Ta'ala ke giro se alag ek tabqa nafirman hai. اس کو اہلِ ستم اہلِ جفا اور بے وفا کہا جاتا ہے so on the one side is the group of the اہلِ محبت those who have the love of Allah تعالیٰ and those who are termed as اہلِ وفا loyal servants of Allah تعالیٰ and those who are the عاشقانِ خداون تعالیٰ the true lovers of Allah تعالیٰ so this is one one jamaat, one group so this is one group and then apart from this is another group which is disobedient, disloyal to Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala mentions regarding this aspect, Allah Ta'ala ishaat ramate hai, Ya ayuhal ladheena amanu, may yarfad da minkum andini. Tum me se kuch log ahle jafa aur be wafa nikle, to Allah Ta'ala kusar wale alam sallallahu sallam ko islam ko chhod kar baag gaye aur kafir ho gaye. So ayat refers to those who denied those who forsake Islam, those who run away from deen. So Allah Ta'ala says in this ayat that some of the people who have become ahle jafa and bewafa, they have become disloyal and they have abandoned Allah Ta'ala, abandoned Nabi Kareem Wasallam and run away from Islam. So regarding this, or in ahle sitam or ahle jafa ke barbaad hone ka sabab kya hai? So this is one, one group, those who have renaged those who have left Islam. So now what is the reason that brought them to this point? This is a very major thing that a person, Nauzubillah, forsook Iman. So what became the means of this? Or in Ahle Sitam or Ahle Jafa ke barbaad honne ke sabab kya hai wo usse pehli ayat ne bayan farmaya. The reason for this has been explained in the ayat prior to it. Ayat prior to it is <coughs> يَا اِلَى الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَتَّخِذُ الْيَهُودَ وَالنَّسَارَ أَوْلِيَاءَ Oh you believe, don't make the Yehud and Nasara your friends. ایمان والو یہودیوں سے عیسائیوں سے نافرمانوں سے دوستی مت کرو. Yeah obviously on the highest level of disobedience. Kufr, shirk. Allah Ta'ala is saying don't make these disobedient people your friends. ان کو اپنا ولی مت بناو. جو لوگ کسی نافرمان کو دوست بناتے ہیں تو اس دوستی کے راہ سے اس کی نافرمانی کے جراثیم منتقل ہو جاتے ہیں so the first ayat warns don't ever befriend these people and the next ayat Allah Ta'ala speaks about those who renege so this becomes the reason this becomes the means befriending those who are the disobedient to Allah Ta'ala that becomes now because this is on the highest level of disobedience so befriending them leads to the highest level of disobedience also, religion. So what is being explained in this is 
those who befriend the disobedient of Allah Ta'ala, that that relationship and that bond, the germs of their disobedience that passes through this relationship. <coughs> and it affects the next person. Yehada ko dost banana apne deen ko tabah karna hai. Therefore, to befriend those who are disobedient, to befriend them, this is actually to destroy one's deen. Sometimes Shaitan puts these kind of thoughts in the mind. Now, I am going to befriend this person to try and bring him on track. One is Dawat. Dawat is to be ongoing. Dawat doesn't require close association. Dawat requires that a person gives the Dawat in the proper manner, in a good way, in a way that makes a person feel like wanting to come forward. So all these things apply to Dawat, obviously. But that doesn't require that the person now has to sit in that company for extended periods of time and now he's associating and he's going places and that what will become the situation there is there's one, one principle of mantic logic. The principle which applies across the board. La mashallah. Says the tija, the end result is tabi of what is arzal. What is the more deficient, what is more inferior, the end result comes out accordingly. You have a whole bucket of water, whole tank of water, and that water is pure, and you drop some impurity in it. Now you declare this now this 50 liters of water, and this few drops of impurity fell in it. There's no other, the whole thing is impure. The Natija now, and the end result is based on now what was the more inferior thing in it. So now the 50 liters of pure water, and 10 mils of some impurity fell in it and gone, everything is finished. So likewise, when a person is associating, what is Ghalib, what is the overwhelming situation in that group? He is one out and he's sitting with five people who are all of a different mindset, different aspirations. They want to conduct themselves differently. Now he, one out, wants to be doing something to try. So one minute, one hour, one day, he may still hold out. But very soon, he will flow in that direction. Because now he's associating closely. And he is dominated. And the Natija will go towards the other. He'll finish off in that manner. So the point is that that those particular personalities, Allah Ta'ala is blessed with that kind of ruhaniyat. We will hear and read about those kind of incidents where one person went and where he went, what kind of place he went to, and how he changed everybody, the whole hearts changed. That is somebody now who is of that level, that caliber, somebody who has that ruhaniyat. So now, accordingly, somebody who is a wrestler and a really world-class champion in dropping people down, 
Now somebody else who's a weakling, he sees this person now, how he's just flogging people, he decides to follow the same. He wants to go and now flog somebody. So now he doesn't even have the strength to even uh, walk properly. Now he wants to run, following the wrestler now also a big outcome. Somebody will just blow hard on him and fall down to him. So he cannot try to do something which is not in his level. Something far beyond his level and capacity, he also now starts copying that. He will hurt himself, he will cause problems and harm to himself. So in any case, this is the aspect of the importance of the right company. On this note of the right company, one Hazrat Amin Abdullah is one one of his Murid wrote to him, I have this very, very severe problem with anger. I have this uncontrolled anger. And obviously this becomes a very big problem. Hadith Sharif, we have been warned about the harms of anger. This harms, this spoils iman, like sabir, a very bitter substance, put it into honey also, as sweet as the honey is, it changes the whole thing into bitterness. The sweetness of it will all be gone and it will become bitter. So, that is just to explain how detrimental anger is. That in that moment, what not takes place, what not a person does, says, but the damage sometimes is lifelong. So, now this person was concerned and he, he recognized that number one is he wasn't in denial about his problem. That is unfortunately the biggest obstacle. <coughs> that when a person is in denial about the problem, now this is not my issue. I, one person was involved in some drug taking. So in any case, now I'm talking to him. So he says, no, 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 I just casually sometimes I just have it. So I asked him, okay, casual to his haram school, but in any case, just for the sake of making you understand, you say, no, no, you're not addicted. Just have it casually sometimes. This casual smoker he is. I learned that still I have that terminology for the first time. That is something I call like a casual smoker. So in any case, ask him, okay, what does this casual mean? So he says, well, generally weekends. So I said, okay, any weekend comes and you don't have it, so I go off. So I said, by your own admission, you're an addict. You're a weekly addict. There are some daily addicts. You're a weekly addict. So you have admitted yourself that you're an addict. Now that denial, but no, no, I'm not an addict. Regardless of whether a person is an addict or not, what is haram is haram. It's not haram because of addiction. It's haram in his very substance. But this is how shaitan deceives a person. So all this new found terminology is just how like abortion now, they call it no termination. So now it just waters it down. It makes it sound like, okay, not, not such a serious matter. So they make it sound, they assassinate somebody and they call it extermination. So now just water the whole thing on a major serious crime, make it look like not, not such a big thing, small thing. So likewise all the shaitani descriptions to just water down things that are very serious. And everybody is doing it, everybody is doing it, everybody is wearing this, everybody is going here, everybody is doing that. So everything becomes fine because people are doing it. That's not the basis on which things are permissible or not permissible. So, the first problem, biggest problem is denial of a problem. 
that is bigger than the problem itself sometimes. Because that prevents treatment of the problem. And that prevents betterment. If there was acceptance, then the stoba now, and when the stoba, then inshallah that's paving the path to taqwa. But it is no toba, but taqwa is a mustafa. So that's the first thing is that acknowledgement of the wrong. That there's a problem that needs to be rectified. One person has some issue, some other issue, and uh, he wrote to the Tamil this is my problem. So he gave some advice. After some time he wrote back that I have implemented the advice, but the situation hasn't changed. Same problem still. So he gave some further advice. After some time again he wrote <coughs> that I have implemented this further advice also, but there is no change in the situation still. Still the same issue. So still some further advice. Now when he wrote the third time, that still there is no change in the matter. So they told him, probably it was about pride. Allah, I can't remember exactly the issue right now. They told him, look, Alhamdulillah, you have been trying as well. Whatever advice has been given to you, you have been implementing it, so you have been trying. But the matter is still not yet sorted out, so which is a big problem. It needs to be sorted out. So now what you do is, you need to take the du'as of everybody. Now this du'as, taking du'as of also, in a way that the ilaj gets done also. So what you do is now, in your masjid, that salah wherein generally most of the musallis are present in that salah. Now like for example, you get now sometimes in some areas, uh, maybe Zohar, Asar, hardly anybody is there because all are working out somewhere. But then Isha, maybe everybody is there. For that everybody is there. This is you choose now because Shaitan now will find all these loopholes. So one is now say, make an alarm in the masjid. You say, okay, in the masjid. So now I look for the smallest masjid around, where there's two Muslims only, Imam and a Muslim. One thing maybe. So number one, he said, no, your masjid. So okay, my masjid, okay, which namaz are these people around? So he already cut that out too. These people, Allah Ta'ala, bless them with these very deep inside that before even somebody could start making some loopholes for himself, they already closed it. This is your masjid. That's the law wherein most of the Muslims are present. You stand up and you say, look, please, everybody, I have this problem. I have written to my sheikh. He gave me advice. I've been trying to implement it. But no change. And several times has happened. So now I'm asking everybody, please make dua for me that this gets remedied. So that after two days, he wrote back, he said, we all sorted out now. Two times I made the alarm on me, and all done. Everything came right. So now the point was, but there's so many lessons in this. Number one, he didn't, wasn't in denial. Number two, he was committed. Now this wasn't an easy thing. But the objective that he had in front of him was clear to him, that I need to get to this point. I need to get my Islam done, I need to acquire this Tazkiyah, I need to cleanse my inner self. All these major maladies of the heart need to be brought out, cleansed out. So, come with me, bitter medicine, but sometimes the bitter medicine is what really does the job. So, I'm going to take it. So, 
That is the aspect that digress from somewhere one thing led to another about something. GD. So this person wrote to Tamil Rahmatullahi, they have this problem with anger. So now what should I do? So this came from this malfoos that we were talking about here. We have a taste that uh, befriending people who don't have deen then that jarafim, those germs of that disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, it transfers. So now on the other side of it too, the same thing happens. So I told this person, okay, there's this Khalifa of mine, he, the name, the mind now, he had a bookshop somewhere in that place. You go there every day and two, three hours you sit with him. He'll be busy in his work, you just sit there in his bookshop. Mawlana, Muhammad, Hassan, Ali or something, Allah in any case, you just go there, you spend 2-3 hours, 3-4 hours, whatever time you can spend there, but you just, just be there. So, in any case, he went. After about uh, 2 weeks or so, he wrote us that there's been a very significant change in my whole situation. I find the anger has subsided significantly, meaning it will work in progress, still, not yet totally sorted out, but already I'm finding a significant change. But the question I have is, that I have been going regularly and sitting there as per your instruction, but this Mawlana didn't give me one word of advice. He hasn't said anything to me about anything. He's just busy with his work because he's running his bookshop there now. So I just go there, <coughs> I sit there, and then I come back. So you prescribed this. I found the benefits, but I was expecting that he's going to be giving me some advice. You're sending me there because. Maybe you will inform him that this person will come, you must advise him about this, that, never. He told me nothing. So, what is the secret behind all this? Razat replied and said that he is a person, why I asked him to go sit in his company, he is a person who has tremendous hell, very, very tolerant nature. His tolerance is very, very great. So, I asked you to be in his company, not to go and hear anything from him. Just to be in his company. Because being in his company for that extended period of time, every day you're spending three, four hours there, the qualities he has will come into you. It depends how, how sincere somebody is. This, when a person now is tuning into some station, radio station now, some whatever, some station somewhere. So now that is beaming, it's transmitting something. Now on his side, he must be on the same frequency. He's on a different frequency, then that can have the most powerful antenna, but he's on a different frequency. He might hear some screeching sounds, whatever, but he's not going to receive what is being transmitted from that side. So the frequency must be the same. So as long as the frequency is the same, there's that covetment, I want to achieve by Islam, there isn't atiraz and unnecessary harboring of suspicions and doubts and whatever else. And there is that uh, covetment, there is that atiqad, and the person has that confidence, etc. That is on the same frequency. Now what is being transmitted from there, he'll receive, without realizing how he receives. This is the issue of this company, companionship, Sohba. 
He said, well, this is why I told you to go there. Because simply being in that company, you will also then imbibe that tolerance. So now you've already started finding the benefit and finding the difference. So now as you go along, inshallah, you'll get better also. So now this is that experience that now he put this person through. How being in this company and companionship, how it benefited. That is the thing that many a times, nowadays everything is now all the time flooding everywhere through social media and whatever else, everybody is saying everything, everybody is saying anything and whatever comes to their mind, all kinds of thoughts. All this is also a company, it's also companionship. Now the person is extended time in this kind of thing, it must have an effect. It is impossible to escape the effect. <coughs> One odd thing here and there might be something that is dismissed. But when there is exposure to these things every day, over time, it is impossible to avoid the effect. Now that people's thinking changes, their whole aspirations change, their whole mindset changes, and that zeal for being is gone, sometimes some ajibaji things, so many times there are things which are completely against deen that now are uh, becoming, somebody's thinking is gone in that direction, say, no, no, where it came from? Or somebody had said something on some group, and they read that thing and detest. That's the whole mindset change. This is also a company, it's also companionship, and a very dangerous companionship if the wrong things are coming. As mentioned earlier, that the writer, the condition of the heart of the writer comes through the words, uh, there is a famous <coughs> incident about Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jailani His son had just now graduated and come back as a very, very dynamic scholar and alim. So now, came back. So the people were familiar with him too as he was now going through his. So now, when he came back now, graduated, so they wanted to hear his was. Very well, father said, okay, go ahead. So in any case, he gave a very good talk and whatever advices he had to give. So, so everybody was listening carefully, and <coughs> they would have benefited. So after this whole talk was over, then now the father came along. He sat down, and what he said was, he started off by saying, that last night I had kept some milk for Sehri, so now in some container or whatever, I had kept some milk aside, that now morning now and I will wake up for Sehri, then I will have that milk. But now the cat came and drank it up. He only said this much still. Now so far in this, this amount of words, <coughs> I kept some milk for Sehri, and the cat came and drank it up. Now what nasihat is in this? What advice came out from here? What lesson it taught anybody? So, so far nothing. Maybe he was still building it up. He was still coming to the point maybe to draw some lesson out of it. So this was a kind of introduction to it. Might have now been taking the point somewhere. But he barely still reached here and the whole gathering was now in another condition. Somebody's heart is now already Somebody is crying and somebody something. 
All the sun is looking now, one hour I spoke. What Nasihat he gave, what I gave. But I didn't see this effect in my talk. And what did he say, really? As mentioned, he was probably building it up, taking it to some point. This was part of the introduction. But only the introduction already had that effect on the hearts of the people which... So now that was his Ruhaniyat that came through those words about the cat came and drank the milk. There was still no, no lesson yet in it. But it is not only the message, it is what comes through with the words from the heart. So now that impacted from the heart. So likewise when the heart of somebody is in zulmat, is in darkness, now that person is writing something, that person is saying something, now that is being listened to with attention or read with interest, one time, two times, five times, gradually that starts impacting on the heart very deeply. And the heart gets engulfed in that zulmat. And then it just suddenly turns the heart upside down. Now of course it wonders what happened here. But it's all the build up of the same thing. So this is the very important part of what was being discussed here. The aspect of sohbat and correct company, correct companionship. Allah Ta'ala give me all of us a topic. Allah Ta'ala keep us up here. Save us from all the ill effects of wrong company and keep us always in the sohbat of pious people. يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ولنا انفسنا وان تخفلنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب امورنا بالخير بيدك الخير انك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدنا على رسولك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخزن اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعادك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله